podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. People say treat yourself like you need a reason. But McDonald's treats are perfect for every day. Like bold McCafe iced coffee. Get any size for $1.69. Or pick up any size sweet tea for a dollar. The largest served in an insulated cup that keeps your tea cold. Feeling a little extra something-something? Try the classic bakery sweets like an apple fritter. With so many ways to treat yourself, you don't need an excuse. Just come back tomorrow. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Turn off your laptop. We're on staycation. I'm on TotalWine.com. They have so many rosés, chardonnays, and proseccos. It feels like a real vacation. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 podcast for this Sunday night. I am Gavin, with me of course I have Grace, I have Shawnee and I have Keith. This show is brought to you by Tayrock Watches, tayrock.com. Go there, have a look at all those time pieces, as the lads like to call them. And men, women, gifts, jewellery, all that sort of stuff. And at checkout, day trippers 15 for 15% off. Um, lads, I've been wearing my Tayrock watch for the last couple of weeks and I have to say I absolutely love it. Um, I'm not, we're never a big fan of watches but this one is lovely, lovely, lovely and because we're all idiots we all pick the same one. So Keith, my watch on your arm, how's it working for you? That's working great, Gav. It's working great. I've switched from the leather strap to the mesh, to the, the mesh strap and uh, I didn't think I'd like the mesh strap at the beginning. It just sort of came with it. It was all about the leather but yeah, it's like of a new watch. Now, I haven't got it on me at the moment because I'm only out of the shower but yeah, it's a top quality piece of kit. Bit of class yeah. about it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I love it. Shani, are you strolling to Spire and Duns and all? Yeah, the whole lot. There you go. There, look. there you go. I, was out, I went out earlier on for a stroll and I throw it on it it's nice and like Keith said the changeable strap is like it's like a smartwatch in a way where it has yeah. the two little clips so yeah again uh, very very happy with it it tells the time Grace, uh, you want... that, that, what, what more do you want the fucking watch to do like you yeah. know what I mean it tells yeah, the time it's not giving me live score updates like my Apple watch is yeah. fucking depressing me at the moment so that's <laughs> Grizz are you wandering around with two to three watches on or are you, what, are you sticking uh, to one or no, no, I, I, I usually am, but not today. Um, I went out for a, a mini jog, walk. walk, and I didn't want to risk this new watch of mine. So right. I took it off, and I have forgotten to put it back on, but I will be. But I've been altern- uh, I've been doing the alternate, alternate straps Good well. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's all good, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. I've, I've put a couple of mates onto it. Tay Rock. Um, on- Tay Rocks. Uh, Tay Rock Rocks, or just Tay Rocks? Just what I said, Gav. Okay, cool. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, people, I think, were deflecting from this game again, won't you, like last week? But listen, um, where did I want to go? Yeah, I've I've sent I've sent a couple of my mates onto it, and they've looked at it and thought, yeah, lovely, and of course, they're delighted with the discount. So, tayrock.com, uh, 15% off when you use Day Trippers 15 at checkout. Now, um, on to this. Um, Paul Gormley is straight in, and he says, lads, let's get this bullshit about Klopp out of the way first. Uh, 
Virginia Virgin. losing their minds. Virgins on a Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't. I thought the state of some state in America was going mental. Uh, losing their minds. Well. Losing their minds. <laughs> it's, it's really gone bad. The news has <laughs> gone down badly in Virginia. Yeah, okay, um, yeah. But we will uh, listen, uh, Paul. We we will absolutely get to that. But listen, Liverpool were beaten three one by Leicester at the King Power yesterday, and in the early game, and we're going to go through it. We're going to talk on points, um, the goals, the performance, everything about it. But we're going to start where we start, and it's always with the lineups. And Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. Um, you know, I, I think I I think I said that midfield to you, Grizz. I think I said when Aldam Milner Jones, uh, he goes with Kabak, of course, um, with Henderson the front three as normal. Anything surprise you there? Because I think I don't think you were too happy when I mentioned that midfield. To you. I don't think uh, I don't think I was alone in terms of uh, looking at that midfield and thinking, uh, you know, it's it's on its last legs in terms of Milner and Genie. Um, so. You know, you can understand the sort of the sigh of sort of oh, look at the state we're in at the moment in terms of injuries and fatigue. And you pull out that midfield again, and then you look at the midfield. Leicester City were were going to sort of pop against us. So, look, I was in the majority. I'm not going to sit here and say I was absolutely thrilled and looking forward to this midfield battle with them. Um, obviously, we'll go into the game and how sort of we absolutely dominated them in the end. And this is the fucked up thing about us. This is the mad thing about this, you know, this team, this squad. You know, we were so close to playing the perfect away game. We really were. Um, But obviously we'll get into that. Uh, But yeah, overall, there was no way we were going to play both centre-backs. And then sort of once Davis pulls out of training with a minor knock, Kabak gets the start um, and the rest of the team picks itself. So um, with Fabinho out, Hendo had to come in or stay in as the case was. And the midfield is what it was with Thiago dropping out, which I kind of expected, but sort of, you know, we were hoping and praying that sort of if Fabinho makes it, then maybe Hendo would have replaced him in midfield, but it wasn't to be, uh, it ended up Thiago coming on very soon, but the lineup, kind of was kind of what it was expected, I guess, with one of the centre-backs coming in. Yeah, Sean, he couldn't have done much more than that, Sean, could he? Mm. Because, like, when you look at it and you look at the team and there's an argument around maybe one or two on the bench, maybe could he have started, but overall going away to Leicester, he, he picks what he can in midfield, he he makes the decision at centre-half, up front is not going to change. He couldn't have done much more, Sean. No, not really. With the hand that he was dealt, he kind of... He he did the best he could of a bad situation, and like Milner playing so many games in such a short space of time, that's caught up on him there. So that's him out now for how long again? So it's another one. But I'm not going to focus on injuries or anything like that in the past gap because we kind of know now. You know, this is a deck until mm. May, yeah. like, and it might get worse and it might slightly get better. So there's no point really at being over critical of Klopp and his selections now because he hasn't really got much to choose from. And that's 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 not only been the problem we're missing our, our big players and the lads in this point. The lads who are on the fringes who you expect to come in and do a job, they're not available. And th- that's just that's the way we are at the moment. Origi was out on on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. So even if he wanted to change something up top, he hadn't really got much option. I mean, let me and Amino go. And look, he, he's doing what he can. Uh, I was disappointed when the lineups came out because 
I want to see Henderson back in midfield, but again, his hands were tired. But look, if I'm being honest, that 11 didn't really let us down because, like Chris said, we dominated that game for 80 minutes. Uh, it was just, again, another five, seven-minute period of madness that we, we beat ourselves again yesterday. And the mad thing is about this run or slides or we're on, that game wasn't too dissimilar to, say, Spurs away or West Ham away. Both games in the balance right up until halftime. We nick one we, we nick one before halftime at Spurs and then it's two moments of magic in the, the second half against West Ham. The goal yesterday is a moment of magic and you're thinking, okay, this, this might be another three points on the road at Leicester. This is great. And then what happened, happened. So it, it's just... It, it, it's tough, Gav, at the moment. It's a real down moment around the club for multiple reasons. And it's understandable, you know what I mean? It's completely accountable for it. It's just, we have to keep digging in. It's a That's the key word there, Shoni. That's the key word, it's accountable for. Yeah, and as yeah. long as we have the faith and we know and we keep understanding that it's accountable, then it, it, it give, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, as far Absolutely. as Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I know which agrees. It's just... Like, what's the song say? I could live with being poor if I hadn't seen such riches. You know what I mean? It, we, we've we've been on a mad journey the last, let's say, two or three seasons. We've conquered Europe, so to speak, for, and we've won the league. We've had two real runs at, a league, at, at the Premier League, coming out successful and won. So it was going to drop off. It's just, this is kind of a, what, what not, not a banana skin. It's just, Maybe we weren't expecting it. Not this way. You know what I mean? We're not the way it's played out. Uh, it's a bit of a shock to everyone. A shock to the system, even to the players, to the management, to the owners, to the fans. So, look, we just have to roll with the punches at the moment. That's the way it is. It's that type of season. Look at the results again today. Some me- some mental results again today. So, I think it's going to be that way until May, Gav. And we just got to hang in there. And we've got to trust. I'm not going to say the words trust the process, but I will say I trust Jurgen Klopp because he's the best manager around and he's in a tough moment at the moment, tough period at the moment. And if there's one man you want leading you out, pulling you through the shit, it's him. Yeah, Maverick says uh, centre-back should have been Phillips and Kabak. Keith, i come to you. Um, Were you thinking that? Or were you you always going Henderson and Kabak? Yeah, not a call. I mean, I, I felt that Phillips probably should have played against Man City um, at the back, but I certainly wouldn't have been pairing him with 20-year-old Ozan Kabak on his first start. I think he needed somebody to to maybe um, guide him through the game. And I, I know he's come in for a lot of stick and all that, but I thought we played much better having a centre-back there that, that could move. You know, no disrespect. I think I think Nat Phillips has been excellent for us. I'm, I'm in the... Um, I know a lot of people think he's not good enough, so I could be in the minority. I think he's been excellent, but he's a, a certain type of centre back. He's not very mobile. Talk about had that bit of mobility, and I felt Trent and Robertson played a lot like themselves in this game because of having that there. Now, ideally, I think we would have won Fabinho and Kabak in that centre back, but then obviously. Fabinho misses out through injury, so it's Henderson. That I mean, I don't think it's a, a slight on Phillips to say I wouldn't have played him alongside Quebec in this one. I, I just felt they needed that experienced uh, yeah. head beside him for yeah. the Premier Again, League. Against someone like Vardy as well, who is like, he's an assassin. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. We, we, we've seen Vardy down to Quebec, seen down to the best defenders. 
yeah. round Europe, even in that little run, the Champions League. So it's a hundred percent like and you're gonna get that. Not only that, Shawnee, like they have the tree in behind Vardy as well. They're a tricky team, you know what I mean? And and to lead, you know, they can you can concentrate all you want on on Vardy, but then you have Barnes, you have Madison, and you have um All Brighton. Who All Brighton's not a great player, but he's a, he's a good good engine. He's a stamina player. He's one you have to watch. So it, it'd be too much to throw. I think Phillips and Kabak in there. And look, Kabak's coming in for a lot of stick on it. But again, he's a twenty-year-old defender coming into a new league. People are say, "Oh, that's not good enough." Blah blah blah. You have to give him time. This season, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, touched on something, an excellent point there. There's no point now in pointing fingers and blaming this and blaming that and blaming him and blaming the players and blaming Jurgen Klopp. It is what it is now. At this stage, it is what it is. We have this is the squad that we have. Could get worse, you know what I mean? It's not going to get much better, but it could get worse. We could keep just losing a key player here and there. We just have to see it through. Um, it's it's frustrating. It's it's not the way we wanted to do it, but it's the, it's the hand we've been dealt and. It's- to, to, to just see it going like this is a sickener. But at the end of the day, you know, we, as Shani said, if you didn't see so much uh, riches, all this sort of stuff, it's it's true. You know what I mean? We've seen a lot of good stuff. And fans are just getting a bit too too reactionary. And I say this all the time on, on our shows. I don't like being reactionary. And I like the way we've had a day to sort of analyse this. We're not sort of going in straight after and emotions can be running high there's no point in lashing people over after that game and, and lashing Jürgen Klopp over and lashing you know everyone else it's it's pointless it's it's the hand we have it's the squad we have we just have to manage our way best through it and it could who's to say it's going to be a total disaster you know people are saying it's a disaster well we're probably not going to win the league that's fair enough but there's still a lot to play for and you know results in other games they're not exactly um, putting us to bed, if I want to be better. We're in an awful period here, and we're not being put away by the other teams around us. So just hold Look, fair. That, that's that about us and United picking up the same amount of points in the last six games, but the narratives are completely different. You know what I mean? They, they've been writing these narratives about us before a ball was kicked this year. Yeah, You just have to deal with it, lads. And in fairness, I'll give him credit. He's normally, he normally does throw up one for a soundbite and that, but... Ferdinand hit the nail on the head yesterday, if I'm being honest. Yeah. If this was on the other side, they, they'd be lingering in the mid-table. Yeah. They, they, they wouldn't be anywhere near where we are. So, look, there's a bedrock there to go on and salvage this season to a point where we can turn around the main stage. Yeah. You know what? We did our absolute best yeah. and that's all you can do because it's just, it's the hand we've been dealt. It's as simple as that. And that's football. That's football. Yeah. Like, look, a year... It's such a like four weeks is such a short time in football. Imagine if you would have told the Liverpool fan last January, hey, did you hear someone's making up around about bullshit rumors about Klopp walking? You think, yeah. yeah, you need to be fucking checked into a padded cell, mate. Like the thing just it turns around so fast. And as far as all them rumors go, it's all bollocks. It's yeah. absolute bollocks. There's not a chance that Jurgen Klopp would leave us high and dry in the no. middle of a season because it's just not in his makeup. No matter exactly. what he's going, no matter what he's going through personally, the man is a natural leader, and he absolutely knows that those players need him more than yeah. they need anyone else. Exactly, that's a great point, Johnny, and it's something that does get lost. I think you know it, we've we've lauded Jurgen Klopp, you know, rightly, absolutely rightly, he's the best thing that's happened in our lifetime, certainly for Liverpool, right? 
He is a genius. And the idea that he just walks out on us. Now, I know he's going through an emotional time with his mother, but is that a reason? Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. To, to think he's going to walk out on Liverpool mid-season, Jordan, uh, an absolute you know, a shit show, a shit sambo that we've been dealt. No, I think it's absolutely ridiculous to think that and to suggest it. That's just called come back and bite us in the arse. Someone in the chat is trying to say he had an emotional good boy there at the thing. It's all just rumour mongering and scared. And, and I don't know why people do it. I don't know why, you know, Liverpool fans get anything out of, of this but sort that, of nonsense. That odd, that odd yeah. people are odd. They people get, who do that are they weird. Get, they get a little... <laughs> Little hits of dopamine after a little bit of attention that they get, yeah. and that's literally all they get in the day. So it's just a strange thing to do. And to think that, to think, to think that, to think that Nils wouldn't actually travel as far as Klopp is fucking mental. Because yeah, I know. It, it, we forget that these are humans. They hear everything. They see everything that we see. They hear everything that we hear. And it was just, do you know what? It was lovely to see. The, the lads in Anfield today just putting up the flags around yeah. Anfield, just letting people know who's fucking boss exactly. because this will pass, everything passes. And at the end of the day, he'll still be here. In, in the best case scenario for anyone who doesn't want doesn't want Liverpool to succeed and is watching from afar, waiting for the fall, they will all be licking their lips at the thought of Liverpool without club. But it's yeah. not coming yet. Just dig in. This is our toughest period since since club has come in. He's not going to walk the force to your trouble. So just don't yeah. be listening to that crap. It it's goes a- against everything we know, doesn't it? Everything yeah. we've been led to believe that we know to believe about him. This just goes against, flies in the face of everything. So just it, there's no point even going on about that sort of nonsense. Just everyone just forget about it. But Jonathan says um, in a super chat, he says, who's having a worse season, United or Liverpool? Well, it's interesting, you know, United are six points clear, Liverpool. Like, let's make no bones about it. But United are being touted as, as you know, back. And Liverpool are being touted as finished, and there's six points between the two clubs, which, you know, now that might widen, that might get narrowed. Liverpool might go past them. We don't know, but it is. It, it just shows the narratives that are, are um, that go around, and and Liverpool are in a bad place at the moment. There's no doubt about that. You can't. If anyone tells you that, I don't know. It's okay. It's not. They're in a bad <coughs> moment. They're in a bad bad spot at the moment, and and it's just, and listen. Would I want anyone other than Jurgen Klopp to try to get me out of that spot at the moment? No. And I can't for the life of me think that of another set of players that I would want to get me out of this. Have exactly. they been good enough? No. Um, have they been consistent? No. Have they been dealt a bad hand at times? Absolutely, yes. Um, I think worse than most. But they're still in a bad spot. They do need support. They do need help. They do need to get confidence back. But if I was the backup manager and any any squad of players to, to bounce back um you know it's it's one of those where yeah i'll i'll, I'll take these lads if it's if that's okay with you grizz keith says something there um before and uh, i'm not going to skip over the first half because it was an, an, an interesting first half but it all kind of kicks off in the second half you know i thought liverpool did dominate i think you were right chris i think liverpool were well on top it's what i expected from leicester i thought leicester would sit back and try hit us on the break because that's that's leicester you know what I mean? That is just Leicester. But he says something there. He says, it's a bit of a sickener, the way things are going. Are we gone beyond that, Grizz? Because I was a bit sickened, you know, um, over the last couple of weeks. But I'm, and, but, and I did say, I, I kind of expect this to come, but I'm kind of, 
at the moment I'm kind of going, you just have to fucking take it on the chin, Grizz. Is it? It's it's gone beyond sickener now, isn't it? For me personally, it has. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, the events of last week, especially with, with the news of Klopp's mum, you know, coming out, it, it totally put things into perspective for me. I looked at things totally different, especially, especially uh, with, with my analysis or criticism or opinion on Klopp. And so, you know, let's say we go back a couple of weeks and we, when we don't know about Klopp's mother and anything. And we're, when we're looking into sort of the decisions he's making around the team lineup and we're thinking about the substitutions, you know, that all's been put into perspective for me. And, 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 and I'm a massive, you know me, I'm a massive football fan, Gav. I love the game of football. You know me, you know, I'm a real football man, as they mm. say. Like, no, no, no I am. Self I, no, I, I, I really am. Right, and but this, but this is waiting for a certificate to be produced. Here. It's, Go on. it's it's totally put into perspective, Gav. And and I and I said this the other day where I said the only thing that matters to me at this stage is because he's the main man is his mental well being, his health, his family's health, and everything that surrounds him personally in his life, because. As we've all discussed and touched and, and, and upon before, that he is the most crucial man currently in terms of Liverpool Football Club, bar none. So, you know, we give him time, we give him, we send our prayers to him, we our best wishes, because as much as you guys are saying we need to um we need to clear our heads and we need to get our injuries back, absolutely, that goes without saying. Um, and as much as you guys are saying that the best man's in charge to get us out of this bad moment, what we have to remember and accept, he's a human and he's going through a bad moment, just like Liverpool Football Club is going through a moment and us fans are going through bad moments. So he needs his space. Guys, I can't imagine, guys, if anything happened to my mother and I couldn't see her. I could not function, Can, uh, honest to God. And I could, you know, I, I don't know about you guys. I'm blessed to have my parents alive and I, I would go mad, like completely mad. Never mind managing one of the, the most biggest uh, clubs in the world and the pressures that come alongside managing Liverpool Football Club on the back of the greatest season we've ever seen and had. And all this media narrative of, oh, Klopp's losing it, blah, blah. And he's taking it all, guys. He still hasn't come out and used it as an excuse or mentioned it even. This guy is grown in my estimation even more. You know, people, we look at him as a, a god to us, but he's not. He's human. And so, Gav, in terms of sort of reaction to a loss and, and disappointments there, but it's nothing like it was a few weeks ago. For me personally, you guys can speak for yourself. I'm not speaking for the fucking Liverpool fan base. You know, I'm just giving my personal opinion. His well-being, mentally, physically, yeah. in every single way, is the most important thing for me. So, you know, that's that, that's what I just wanted. That's my opinion on things. <laughs> yeah, another, no, caveat, another caveat that I raise on top of losing his mother, I think the one thing we'll all agree is Jorgen Klopp absolutely fucking hates football in its current format. Yeah. You can tell he does. Yeah, you can it's tell not what he he's signed up for. Yeah, he's. I think he's gone on record saying, "Yeah, it's bullshit without them." And 
I remember when they came back in the program notes about having fans back in the stadium and how emotional he was the night we got it over the line and at the, the the party with the players. Like this man lives and breathes the emotion that we do. Yeah. He he'd just be kicking every ball on the sideline up and down, the fist pumps to the cup. He's a very, very emotionally charged human being. And right now he's emotionally drained. So absolutely drained, yeah. There's there's no emotional charge there for him. And the players feed off that and the fans feed off that. And one way to caveat that would be if fucking boy, I think when we when we played next Sunday, would have been the first game at Anfield since everything happened, since it all came out. Yeah. Imagine the lift Jorgen Club would have gotten from a, a full Anfield and the players would get from a full Anfield. Yeah. Um, look, every team is in the same boat, and I, I, I'm not. This is not an excuse. I'm just saying the timing is horrific because he has they're not there. He's sitting in it. We hear the the noise getting piped through in the in the ground, but they hear nothingness. They hear shouts from the players on the pitch. This, this, and that. There's nothing. There's no emotion in the game anymore. And and Klopp lives off this. Klopp completely thrives on this, and that's been taken away from him. That's one of his weapons. And you can tell he hates football the way that it is. It so, works so well with us, isn't it? Like he's emotional, we're emotional. It's, it's a, a perfect marriage. It's a perfect marriage. And and people saying he's a sore loser and this and that. We had a week where we battered Wolves and we battered Leicester. Mm-hmm. And he's coming out and making the same points he was when we were getting beaten games. Turning around saying that the three subs real is ridiculous. This, that and the other. And he acted as a bit of a spearhead. And I think he got made look like a wanker by a lot of his fellows, like yeah. peers, but it likes a soul chair and the rest. Because I think he was expecting a few to stand up and speak yeah. up, but they never did. And he was Shit. on his own and that. And he ended up he ended up looking like a grumpy fucker in, in that scenario. And then that narrative has snowballed on here. And a lot of people have ended up looking like fucking idiots. And I'd say they actually feel ashamed of themselves because like Grizz says, the end of the day, Perspective is the key word. And this has all been put into perspective. On and off the pitch, he's been going through a difficult time and he needs us now more than ever. He doesn't need fucking toxic pricks starting yeah. voice messages, sending messages around social medias because he's not in the headspace to be dealing with stuff like that at the moment. And I, look, I'm not saying Jorgen Klopp's going to be listening to this or there's that we could do to give him a lift. I'm just telling you, how I feel about it in general. I'm not one of these shite bags who's going to tell you how to support Liverpool. But all I'm going to ask you to do is one thing. Support Liverpool. Support. Yeah. It, it's not going well, but you still support. You the secrets in the, the, secrets in the word. Yeah. Exactly. The secrets in the word. So, so what are you? Like, you're right, like, yeah. shit, are you? It shows your minerals, doesn't it? Like, if your yeah, reaction like, is to just play and throw your toys out of pram and be shouting about, oh, call it as it is, blah, blah, you, you never say this, it's it's crap, it's clop out, it's FSG. You know, it shows you're no good to anyone. You're no, you're no even good to yourself if you only enjoy Liverpool when they're, when they're winning. It's as simple as that. Because the fucking, the hoys are nothing without the lows. And it's as simple as that. Yeah. Well, Matty, Matty Tariq says, no, we need some juice, Grizz. Give us some gossip. That, of course, is your friend from the official Norwegian Supporters Club, Grizz. So if you want to throw some information out there, whatever Stick it might with be. Us. Stick with us, people of Norway. We're in for a, a very huge <laughs> no, summer. It's like, this is like the Eurovision. Interesting the Norwegian people. Matty Tariq, can you quote me on that? Can you put me on the Norway, Norwegian fan sites? Stick yeah. with us. FSG will back Klopp this summer. We will have a huge summer. 
Oh, best oh. thing to happen in Norway since your boys took a hell of a beating. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I completely disagree with Chris's statement there, but you're quoting him, so it doesn't matter what I think. Um, but lads, bef- we haven't even got onto the game yet, I suppose. Um, and I, I want to kind of general talk from his on the first half because, as, as I said, it all kicks off in the, in the second half. But just um, great words from his all with regards to Jurgen Klopp. Um, my thoughts on it is that. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, um, football, you know, at the moment doesn't matter to Jurgen Klopp, it's his mother and all that. And that's, that's absolutely true, um, in my opinion. But he's, he's having to, with what's going on in his, his personal life and, and the loss of his mother on top of Liverpool. I, and it's, I, listen, I don't even know if it's Liverpool, if Liverpool are, because they're doing badly. I think Liverpool are flying. He's, it's not going to make a fucking difference to him um, when when you see what's happening to him personally. Um, it might help a little bit because things are, uh, you know, uh, in a much better space at Liverpool. Um, but, uh, like, all I would say is um, I don't really give two fucks what anyone says about Jurgen Klopp, um, whether that's t- to my face, you know, on a phone call, on a WhatsApp group, um, on social media. I don't really care. Um, you, you're entitled to your opinion. I but if my opinion on it is is that um, Jurgen Klopp, I, I said I said it in shows during the week. He's he's the he's the best manager Liverpool have seen in a long, 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 long time, and I hope he stays here for a long, 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 long time. Um, and right now he does need Liverpool fans, and and he needs the every member of staff at Liverpool, the owners, everyone around him, um, because. And the players do as well because the players are suffering as well. But Jurgen Klopp has has this thing on, on on top of that. And you know what? Just take it. We run with it. We we back them all the way. And um, I I'll give you I'll give you an exclusive. We're ready to rock and roll come the start of next season. I fucking yeah. firmly believe that. Um, I think you know that that's might seem a bit of a flipping thing to say, but I think this will hurt. This season will hurt in more ways than one, and I think I think I think Jeff, you'll have a, I, I think you'll have a team ready to absolutely rock and roll come the fourth season. Have one of have one of the most prominent, the most important players in Klopp's tenure has spoken at tweeted today, yes. just in case people haven't noticed, and that person is Mohamed Salah, who is sometimes accused of not what's the word? Guys, help me out. Yeah. Caring is not it sure? Yeah, I'd say a lot of people don't link Mo Him Salah to... in, inherently to Liverpool yeah. the way a Robbo seems to carry himself yeah. like this and yeah. you're that And today that lad, um, you know, tweeted something and it's and since then I've been bouncing off the walls, guys. I'm going to be very honest with you because... I'm I'm ready for war zone afterwards. That's a different story, but, <laughs> but, but I, I, I'm ready for it because, like, I've put on my army gear, right? I'm ready yeah. to go to war. Because when someone like Mohamed Salah comes out and tweets what he did, and his words were so poignant, I thought, and especially in a time like this, and it just shows to, and it goes to show you that the players are feeling the pressure their manager is. And I guarantee you that is a galvanizing tweet and galvanizing words. They were natural. They were pure. And they were meant to send out a message to everyone in that fan base. 
For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So, with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Because, listen, these guys are on fucking social media. They read your toxic shit. They see your toxic shit. They're seeing it when people are sort of the slightest problems and issues and you're jumping shit like rats. They see these things. These players, it's 2021. Every, every player knows this, what's going on on social media. And that was a message to fuckers that, listen, we know it's not good enough. So they're not saying, oh, everything will be fine. They're saying we know it's not good enough, but we also know there's, you know, they recognize the issues behind it and we will fix this. If that's not galvanizing for you guys, then we'll Can I read stop. the tweet out? Can I read it out? He says, it's been a tough period for many reasons. We are champions and we will fight like champions until the very end. We will not allow the season to be defined by the recent results we've had. That is my promise to all of you. Now, that to me sounds like somebody that's, you know, he's getting well in the trenches there and he's they're putting a marker down. They know what's happening. Put it this way, right? Is this Liverpool squad bad all of a sudden? If you were to say to me, Gav said next year we're ready to roll, does anyone think that we're going to be going into next season as the, the fifth, sixth, seventh best team in England? We are now. Going to be going in there. We're going to be going in ready to battle. Warzone, tell it that they'll all be in there giving it loads because love- this team is going to be ready and raring to go with a bit of bleeding, a bit of bite about oh, I love that it came from him as well because, yeah, look, if we're important. being honest, right? If we're being honest, I'd say that not a single player in that squad, oh, well, maybe that. There's, I'd say there's, there's six or seven players in that squad who you can turn around and if they, they literally came out tomorrow or at the end of the season and said they want to try something new, you'd give them your best wishes because they owe the club absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's happening with Genie Wijnaldum. Mo Salah could have said nothing. All right? He could have said nothing. He doesn't have to say anything. He's not under, under pressure to say anything. If you had a turn around to me and said, did you see that tweet? Who do you reckon put that out? I'm saying Jordan Henderson. I'm saying James Milner. I'm saying maybe even Virgil van Dijk from... He was not able to play. But for it to come from Mo Salah, his words carry weight because what seldom is wonderful. Yeah. And that was a real tweet. It's not a canned tweet. It's not like it's something that his agent drafted up. It's not like something that Adidas told him to tweet. Uh, that looked like it was from the heart. And I can guarantee you them players are haunting. I can guarantee you that those lads are haunting. They will have pride that will be damaged. And they're playing for pride now. So the season's never a write-off. No matter what happens in the Champions League, Pride is at stake here. And this is big for some of them lads. A lot of these lads can turn around at the end of the summer and say, you know what, I'm out because there's a chance. There's a chance that we might be playing Europa League football. Now, that's not my 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 thinking. I think we do qualify. I think we finished runners-up, to be perfectly honest with you. He doesn't have to say that. The fact that he came out and done a half his own back, that means a lot. and that That is a bit of a war cry. That, that, that's what that seems like to me. And I Absolutely just hope, is. I hope you pick it up and I'd love to see this guy on a run in Europe. I know we haven't got the magic of Anfield, but do not fucking write these lads off because there's still five or six world-class players in that setup, And you'd, you'd, have think... to, you'd have to talk me off a fucking Brit. You'd have to talk me for a while to convince me there's not. Yeah. No, I, I'm, listen, I, I, I fully agree with you. I think, you know, and we still haven't got to the game. Um, 
But fuck I, I think... <laughs> fuck the game. <laughs> uh, we're we're, we're going to just brush over the first half and then talk about the points in the second half because I think that's what, we, what, what most yeah, people yeah, want yeah, to I'm do, true. you know. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm but, but, but I think... Uh, I think, like, you know, now a lot of people, don't get me wrong, are probably watching this going, oh, what are these fucking idiots talking about? They're just, you know, they're hamming this up, and, you know, it's all always, you know, up in the clouds, and they're, they're fucking, they're always optimistic. But I think, I, I, I try to judge it on, the, on the, the manager that's there, the players that are there, and I'm not judging them over this last six, eight weeks, judging them over the whole course of where, when they've been here, and the, the positive far away the negative. And, and we're going to get this negative, and... and the situation has come about because of different things. But I still think, you know, there's something in this side for me. There's still something in this side. And, and you know what? It might just need, in my opinion, it needs one game. It needs one bit of luck. It needs one result. It just needs something to go, yeah, that's grand. Because do you know what it is? Do you know when Liverpool were going after after City two seasons ago and flying last season and going for European Cups and we were going, geez, we're playing Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, lads, and we're the early game and we didn't give a bollocks because we were winning and the players were going out and going, I'll play fucking Saturday, Monday if you Sunday, want, I don't Monday. care, I don't care, I play every fucking day because we're brilliant and we're playing brilliant and the confidence is flying and I don't feel the lag, I don't feel, I don't feel, you know, um, I don't feel sore, I don't feel I don't feel pain, I don't feel injury, the groin is a bit at me, who gives a fuck? And now it's just it feels like a slog. They just need some spark somewhere. And I, I just hope they get it. And I hope not even to go go and challenge City for a title, because that's ridiculous right now. But I'd love to put in a really good finish to the end of the season just to shut a load of people up, to be honest. That that's in my head. It's actually to shut a load of people up. And I'm not talking about fans on so I'm talking about people that are creating this thing about Liverpool and you know not not balancing it out and I really hope um for Jurgen Klopp for the players for the fans for everyone that we can we can go we can do something in this season and go yeah this happened but we got where we needed to get and let's go again so let's hope um let's hope that that is what happens um the game, lads, I'm going to brush over the first half because Vardy hits the bar in the first half and, and you're kind of going, good chance. He usually buries them. I thought Liverpool were on top overall. I thought Mane was running at people. I really liked it. Really liked that. Of course, Milner gets injured and Thiago has to come on. But the second half is where it all, it all starts. And Grizz, I'll come to you first because the second half starts and again, it, it, it felt a bit like West Ham and Spurs. I agree with Shawnee. Um, because a lot of games have felt like that, but I felt we were dominating them. And I felt our only way out was us losing the ball maybe in their in their final tour and them looking to spring on the counter. In a footballing sense, they, they, they weren't anywhere near us for us. And then the goal comes and it's a brilliant fucking goal. And I'm like, yes, that is, that is what we need. You know, people go on about it comes in off someone, if it goes in off someone's backside. But Grizz, that goal was like fucking yeah. It's uh, <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? The, the, the quality of the goal is not going to be talked about because of the the rest of the game and the incidents and everything, but that was an absolute peach of a goal. Um, we were threatening. We were threatening to do something in that first half, even before that goal. But I thought the insecurities are still there in our forwards. There's insecurities. There's not confidence in their, in their, in their play. There's the self-doubt. You know, these are the things that we can speak about and we can talk about and criticize, you know. So the people out there that say, oh, we don't speak about and criticize, we're all sort of King Kenny clouds. Well, no, we can see it. We can see the insecurity in the players, the, you know, the, the self-doubt, the, the, the pace of the pass, 
the final pass, the thinking, it's still slightly scrambled. But I saw so many encouraging signs, lads. I honestly did. I thought, you know, our control. Listen, let's not get it sort of, let's not forget that this Leicester team is so hyped up and talked about, you know, the oh, Madison. Well, but, but rightly so, Keto. That, like, you're talking about, good team, man. You, know, you know, Harvey Barnes, I, I told you guys, I'm not reactionary. I told you guys about four months ago that this guy's a quality player and we've looked at him. So yeah, and you could see the fruits of that. He's a he's he's growing into a, a very a player that makes impact in a game. A, you know, perfect Rogers team. I think Rogers loves system players, and I think he's created a great system there where all of those lads work together. I think it's great balance in that midfield. And then, like right. you said, Harvey Barnes is excellent. Harvey Barnes is like a wing version of Vardy. He's just a pest pace can yeah. finish. I hundred percent agree with Grizz. I thought we were a far better side yesterday for. The majority of that yeah. game, the vast majority, we we look like the home team, and I don't think it was because of their setup. I thought the air setup was actually causing the problems. I agree with Chris; they're a good side. Leicester are a good side. We, but you know we, what? It's most games, Jordan. This one. Sorry for cutting in on you there. No, Chris. No, you're cool. Most I'll games do, in this back. run, we're playing actually well. If we're doing the, the right things, and it's just the goals that we're not getting. I know it's a stupid, silly point that the goals aren't going in, but we're playing well. In for for majority of games, Keith, and the then issue we're just is they're away and, Keith, and we're leaving Keith, ourselves open to it. Keith, the simplistic way of looking at it, and the and the fact of it is, is Keith, we haven't got any consecutive lineups that we can put out there. Yeah. This yeah. is and That's people can downplay it. People can downplay it until they all they want, but that's the basic fact of it. Every top coach will tell you consistency in lineup, especially in the back line enables confidence to breed through the rest of the team. So we go into this game. Who's the one Fabinho out this game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fabinho out this game uh, and Tiago gets dropped and, and sort of, and we still haven't got the likes of Naby back to rotate. And even if we did manage to put, as I think Sean, said, even if we wanted to change it with Ariki, that's not possible. Then we've got a 20-year-old making his debut um, in probably one of the hardest away grounds, probably up against one of the quickest and most football-intelligent forwards you'll find in Jamie Vardy, alongside our captain who's played three or four games. These are just basic facts of how games pan out. You know, the goals what we'll touch upon are individual errors based on, you know, no understanding, you know, between the players. So... <laughs> it's easy to criticize us for that last 10 minutes. And yes, I will criticize the the sort of, you know, we shouldn't have folded like that. I get that. But 80 minutes or 77 minutes or whatever it was, I saw plenty of encouragement to know that we're not a miles away from round yeah. the corner to, to, to sort of getting back to our best. When I say best, <clears throat> getting into this top four, we're not out of it. 10 minutes against City as well, done us last week, you know what I mean? And, and a lovely, yeah. got a hammer well, at the end of it. But it was a 10-minute period that they blasted us and blitzed us. And Leicester well, I don't think he did. seven minutes yesterday. Lads, but, you but, said but, something on the podcast last week, and I'm going to put my hand up in a minute. I was wrong. You said last week about burnout and fatigue. The last two games have shown me that there's a fucking serious mental burnout with these lads. You could see when the goal went in. You could see Robertson's reaction. Did you see Robertson's celebration when mm. the goal went in? It was relief. It was like, fuck, we, a bit of luck. They are they're feeling every single punch at the moment. They, they, that's the way it is. And 
players that you normally hang your hat on are making uncharacteristic mistakes uh, week after week, causing us, right? That's, this is football and it happens. You're in a row. You have, look, you just to fucking get on with it and roll with the punches. This is what's happening. It's not going to happen forever. It'll go away where the ball starts flying in the back of the net. You look at Palace. Palace was a mad game. Yeah. We didn't even play well and we won 7 0. Just everything went in. No, yeah, that's exactly it. It's just fine margins. It's ex- that's exactly what it is. It's it's fine margins, and we've just been on the wrong end of so many shit decisions, shit luck. But it's football. It's it's yeah. football at the moment, and it's just not happening for us. But I don't think it's done yet. I think there's so much to play for. This yeah. season is mental. Just think about the narratives people are writing about City in October, and and yeah. you had sports who had title challengers and. It's gonna. The script will continue to flip. Look at the results today. It's gonna keep happening. Oh, and I, I just trust us. I trust us to get through this. Yeah, we're not a Before, bad team. All no, well, listen, and and you know what? I want to go through the three Leicester goals because it's important to, um, for different reasons, right? But I want to ask you all a question. Um, it just popped into my head there because I, I work on the job. You know, as we're doing this, I, I do think. No um, no switching off. But I want to ask you all this question, and, and Keith, I'll come to you first. Keith, then Grizz, then Shawnee, right? Do we now, because when I looked at that, when I, sorry, before I ask the question, when we, look, when, we, when we looked at that game yesterday, right, I thought we were, I understand people in the chat are saying, look, the attack isn't right, and I get that. I, listen, it, it, you're, you're judging it on such a high level that if it drops 10%, it, look, it looks way off. Do you know what I mean? And I get that. The midfield for me looks tired, a little bit disorganised, and just a little bit, like they're running in the mud. It, it does look like that, okay? The defence is trying its best. Um, Trent is trying to be creative and at the same time he's he's trying to defend. Robertson's trying to get up and down and like he's, when we score, Robertson is like, you know, it's it's real emotion, it's real kind of, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like it's letting off steam. And of course, the centre-half stuff. And uh, we're going to have to, we're nearly trying to rebuild something here mid-season, you know, with, with the way we're going to do things. But the question I want to ask is, Keith, do we just decide now that Henderson and Kabak are our centre half partnership for the rest of the season, and that's it? Well, just and, and the reason I ask you that is now people will put up a case for Williams, Phillips, uh, Ben Davies, Fabinho, whatever it might be. Pick two players. I don't really care who you pick, but should we just decide that these two players are our centre half for the rest of the season, and we're not fucking about unless we have to? Yeah, I think, you know, it's hard because in, in an idea world, right, a lot of people prefer Henderson as centre-back and would rather see Fabinho going back into midfield because of what Fabinho will do to the midfield. And a lot of people would rather see Henderson going back into the midfield. I think it's going to have to be one of the two of them for the, the foreseeable future playing back there um, with Kabak, in my opinion. Um but I said this earlier on, I think having centre-backs there, whether it's Quebec and Davis if he gets into, whether it's Quebec and Phillips for certain games and give them a chance, it will allow centre-backs to be centre-backs, midfield to be midfielders. Our full-backs will be... Atta- I thought our full-backs were much better yesterday in the game. They were getting much... They weren't watching behind them as much. And considering Leicester are a good counter-attacking team, I thought we were focused on going forward. I thought they were very well. It was a small glimpse, you know what I mean, on what we, we were like... But it's, it's so hard. I mean, as getting back to your point, Gav, yeah, I'd say go with Fabinho and Kabak. Fabinho could be out for God knows how long. So it's Henderson and Kabak. Do you know what I mean? It's, I do agree. Settle on your 
pick a defensive unit, let's say, and if Hen- if Fabinho starts the season as the fourth choice with Van Dijk, Gomez, Matip, and then Fabinho, then people say logic puts that as the, puts him as the number one centre-back. Well, it doesn't really because he was the fourth choice centre-back playing alongside experienced centre-backs. So Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavour to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Now you have to look at the situation and say, who's the best organiser? of our players to play centre-back. It's a different ball game now. And maybe it is Henderson now at this stage. In my, maybe it is Henderson because Fabinho has been looking a little bit rash there in the last few games that he's played. So maybe there is a case for it being Henderson and saying, Henderson, Kabak, and then when the others start coming back, we'll drip you in, we'll drip Davis in for a game, we'll drip Phillips in for a game. But Fabinho goes back into midfield. And maybe that gives us more defensive solidity with Fabinho in at the number six role that he can drop in. Maybe it gives him the ability to, you know, move Fabinho into centre-back during the game and Henderson now. I don't know. It's a hard one to tell. I think I 100% agree. Fabinho, arguably the best home midfielder in the world. I think if you're looking at to how to overall influence the team with just one single move, I think it's putting Henderson back into right centre mid because that allows Trent to be Trent and yeah. Mo to be Mo. Now Mo's been Mo's been performing lately. He's been putting numbers on yeah. the board, and but I think Henderson just in that right side and he can cover as well. You've seen Henderson's recovery even while playing at centre back. I think you get away with it. Fabinho has been brilliant at centre back. Like you said, there's been a few times where he's made the tackle, but I think that's just expected. That well, lucky that we have them. In a, in a sense that they can both do the job but if I was to pick one I'm putting Henderson back into the midfield because I think he just gives you that bit more uh, and G- I, I don't mind Genie in the six I think Genie's done well in the six, six as well. yeah he's done very so, well in the six Genie can do that as well so I don't know look Keith I'm one to say fuck it put Davies and Kabak in yeah. look, fuck it like, I think the second goal doesn't happen yesterday if Kabak gets 90 against City yeah. I, I just think that was one of them mistakes where a 20-year-old new to the team centre-back is not used to having the best keeper in the world behind him. Because, look, that, that's not no bounds about it. He's the best keeper in the world. If Matip is there or anyone else, they're happy to let that run in the knowledge that they know Alisson's clearing house here. It's as simple as that. I don't agree on that one. Um, and we'll we get to that goal. We'll we, we get to that goal in a minute. Um, Grizz, do you want to just pick a centre-half partnership because I, I'm kind of coming around to the idea of just going listen they're the two like I'm starting to think just get Fabinho and Henderson back in midfield put someone else in there with them I am um, it, it actually you know well we don't know how long Fabinho's out for but if he's only out for a week or two or whatever he comes back in and it actually gives you more options in midfield and you're not relying on people that you don't I hate to say it, you don't really want to be trying to rely on because they haven't been reliable all right um and just go, listen, do you know what we do? We'll just fucking go at people. We'll go at people, we'll pen them in, we make sure our midfield three win every fucking second ball and our defenders are only there to mop up balls and give it to the fullbacks and we walk away. Is that an argument to, to be had, Chris? It's a, it's a very good argument to be had. Um, I firmly believe that Davis and Kabak would have started if Davis hadn't picked up an injury. I, I firmly believe that. I think we're at that point where... There's only so much more we can slog Milner and Ginny, uh, literally. 
and and the, and then the fresh legs and the expertise of Fabinho and Henderson in playing in a Liverpool midfield is just too crucial not to 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 take advantage of. It's just too crucial now, Gav. Um, Davis and Kabak will have to be have to be played now. I mean, it's it's just it's just you you got to laugh, guys. It's just the way it is. Davis comes in, trains, and gets injured. What the, what the fuck are you supposed to do, right? Yeah. So you know, and and Big so step up for them. In fairness, they go from Preston to Liverpool, and probably the intense training sessions that Klopp is putting them through. Well, this is it. But this is again, you know, it's all part and parcel of the of the of the card that we've sort of been given. Like it's we have to uh, we have to deal with it. And unfortunately, it meant you know the midfield was. I think the midfield done well. I do. But it, but it was just fatigue, and we've touched yeah. upon it. It was just fatigue, and 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 we continued to play the high line, and they caught us a couple of times. But it's the way we press, the way how intense we are in terms of our pressing midfield. It's key to how we can play this high line. Mm-hmm. Now, once that starts dropping off in the sixth, from the sixtieth minute onwards, it's absolutely natural. We have to accept it. By then, we should be looking at not the defensive errors, we should be looking at our forwards that should have put the game out of sight. We had situations, we had circumstances uh, that we should have put the second goal out, just like the Spurs and the West Ham game, where we killed the game. We didn't kill the game. No doubt, Kabak playing in his first start in an intense game like that after a week of intense training, no doubt, fatigued. A lot of people saying he looked slow and cumbersome. I don't think he's slow, but I've said to you guys beforehand, He's not rapid. He's a powerful runner. And near the end, the power was drained because he's tired. Just that last 10, 15 minutes, it looked like the power had drained from his legs. He's a powerful player. He's a powerful runner. Overall, I'd think he'd done well. Obviously, Gav has his opinions on the goalkeeping situation and how that got. We'll talk about that later. But I think overall, Gav, we have to, going back to your original point, we have to play a fit Davis, a fit Kabak and then release Fabinho and Henderson midfield. Yeah. I genuinely think that will be the plan. A more solid forward. midfield will give you a more solid projection. That, on, yeah. on top of that, then, that allows Thiago to do what he was brought yeah. in to do because <sighs> Thiago is drowning. He's struggling. He's struggling really bad. He was atrocious yesterday. He was, And it wasn't for the want to try and it's nothing to do with a lack of effort. Sean, he was, but he's being that, that, that's down to Klopp and where he's playing him. Yeah, well, Linders need to step in and tell, the thing is, you know, people... His hands being yeah, but Thiago played like in a. I don't, I'm not using the term, but there was two sixes at point, and the other one beside him was Goretzka, who was a fucking yeah. marathon runner, an absolute yeah. iron man. He was still, he's doing his running for him. So that's, that's the type of player like he had there. And then you have Kimmich, <laughs> who was one of the best covering yeah. players in world football. So he, I think he was brought. I, when we signed Thiago, he wasn't a luxury player, but I think he was signed with the intention of being. With the intention of being a luxury player, yeah, that's what I think he was signed. He was assigned as a player who, when we have teams pinned on the edge of their own area, it's just give it to him and he's going to open it up. The pass for Mane is about the only thing he's done of note since he came in. But he's yeah. been battling COVID. He had a fucking. He's lucky to even play football again horrific, this season horrific after injury, the man. challenge. Yeah. So he's been asked to do a job that I just don't think he's able to do physically. It just doesn't seem to be up there. It just hasn't happened for it's him. A, it's, it's a poxy storm he's come into. Do you know what I mean? Everything yeah. has gone against him. The injury, when it happened, the length of time he's been out, the desperation to get him back in, and then playing him here, there, and everywhere. I mean, let's be honest, we're not going to see the best of Thiago till next season. Till we line up 
as our normal selves with Are a player you- like Thiago, you will see the best of him. And people writing him off are writing him off well too early. No, no, I, just, I, I, I think, I think that's why I'm with Grace. That's why I'm with Grace because, like Grace said it a, a long time ago, a couple of minutes ago, was consistency, 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 yeah. consistency. I will see progress, and we will all see progress once you're looking at the team sheet every week. Going, yep, yep, yep. Zero changes, no changes yeah. for Liverpool this week. Lads, we don't oh, know the team. Do you know when we, we try to predict the team? Do you know when yeah. we try to predict the team? We can't. And do you remember last season? A step back four, a, a set midfield three, or a mixture, because that's that basically that's what we've been on the Champions League run and the late league final run. It's always been who's going to be the third man in midfield. Yeah, it's always been that. It and was different horses for courses as well. Well, exactly. well, Kate offers something, the Thiago offers something. Correct. Oxley Chamberlain at his best yeah, offers 100%. something different, so, and and it's putting them in and it's using your squad, which we're not and, able to do. But I think I think. I think the experiment. I think the experiment of, you know, it's not been an experiment. That's the wrong word. The necessity um, to use the likes of Henderson, Fabinho, out position, and then you're actually playing midfielders all the time, and and probably not in roles that that they're probably accustomed to. You know, um, I think it's not working. I, th- I, there's a there's, there's a strong argument in my opinion to go back to go and listen. Just put put the eleven names down that you have, and put them put as many of them as you can in the position they're meant to play. And if you end up with one young centre half in Quebec and one midfielder that has to go in there, that's what we're going to have to do. But if we've two centre halves, put them fucking in there. Yeah. Put them yeah. in there because they're centre halves playing centre half. Yeah. And listen, it's not working for us doing everything else. And tr- like Henderson and Fabinho have done honourable jobs there. I'm not saying they haven't, but at the end of the day, you have to go listen. They're doing honourable jobs and we're just losing out everywhere fucking else and it's a yeah. still affecting us. Let's just pull whoever it is at centre-back. I, I, you're see, a, I you're a centre-back. Well, Grizz... Uh, no, 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 my, no. no. My, my, argument, my argument to it is is that <laughs> what, what proof have we got over this period that playing, you know, the whole square peg round hole thing is working for us? We don't. Right. I, no, no. What I was going to say is the, the disagree. The, what I disagree with is I wouldn't use that theory across the board. I wouldn't say play centre backs in centre back positions because b- previous to sort of not signing these two guys. So imagine we had Reese Williams and Phillips. I wouldn't advocate that. No, no, no. Do you get what I mean? That's what I'm saying. That they've they've out. That's what I'm saying. The they've, fact that we've invested. Or, it's been. An, I started with the word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, that's a different story. But but I started me. I started that with necessity, right? It's if if we can get away from being a necessity, okay, and you can go Kabak and not Phillips, whatever it might be. I'm actually for that now. I'm actually for that and going. Listen, instead of us trying to protect the midfield, who in turn are trying to protect centre backs, who you know, we're just we know that that's the area, and we can we can make, we can play a game plan around that. Whether that's mm. Get everyone up high. And like Liverpool used to do, get up high, win second balls. And people like Kevin Sullivan says, Gav, you can't do that. You can't do that for 290 minutes a week because it doesn't work like that. But I promise you, if if players can get into a rhythm and are winning ball and winning games and, and pinning teams back, the other team gets late. The other team gets tired quicker than you because they're chasing ball all the fucking time and you're on top of them and you're in your face. And by doing that, you're protecting that weak, supposed weak area. But I think I, I, I would, I'm nearly torn to the, to the idea now of just going, listen, have we two fit centre halves? Yeah, play them. Play them. I don't give a fuck now because we just need to get 
um, very prominent midfielders into midfield, and that makes the rest of it work. It may we we spoke for so long about how functional air midfield is, right, and how it helps the rest of the team. At the moment, air midfield is not functional. It's not functioning. It's not even functioning for me. It's just there. It's just on the pitch because we have to put 11 players on. If we can make that more functional. No, I'm not saying we didn't. I'm not saying we didn't. I'm not saying for a a minute that we didn't. But I'm just saying in the long long run of things here, I think we need to... I'll put it this way. We didn't play badly, Sean, yesterday. But I think think if we had... I think we'd have we have had Henderson in midfield there yesterday. I think we've strolled that game. I genuinely do. Yeah, but it's, look, one thing that nobody said: we haven't even been able to rotate our midfielders because the lads mm. on the fringes haven't been available, and then the, our main two are playing as centre back. Mm. So we haven't even been able. To, and then you seen yesterday, like Curtis Jones putting his head down to run back. Like we all played football. When you're doing that, you know you're bollocks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not a slight on him. He's a kid. He's a kid at the end yeah. of the day. He's a kid. I know he was probably harsh on Kabak yesterday, and then I realised, fuck's sake, Sean, he's 20 years of age. Because yeah. yeah. you forget that. He's 20 years of age. We forget this because this is a lad that we're hanging our hat on for the rest of the season. But he's a kid. He's 20 yeah. years of age. So we can't be overcritical on him or, or any of them because the situation is just fucking mental that we're in. It's another, it's, listen, he's a 20-year-old playing to another, playing alongside another 22-year-old. Who's you know uh, Trent? Who's been criticised and trying to look after his own game, and now he's got another new partner. And oh look, where the, the goal came from that side again. So guys, there's so much fucking context thought, behind this. Everyone is going on about Trent being poor defence. I thought a moments Trent looked brilliant defensively yeah. against. Great um, covering a lot of times. I don't. City. I don't see. I don't. Yeah. I don't see what Leicester done against us yesterday. No. Well, do you know what they did? Gav? They took the moments when they got them, and it's yes. just. That's, yeah. that's what good players do. That's what really good players do. And that's yeah. what they did. That's right. They just capitalised. It was as simple as that. I think the ball should have been, if we're going to go on to the goals, I don't give a fuck about offside, inside, outside. I don't care. It's, it is what it is. These decisions are happening in grounds all over England every week. I don't think there's a mass conspiracy against Liverpool. I genuinely don't. I just think the refs and officials are fucking shy. That's, I think... It, it, you cannot gloss over it any other way. I'm sorry. We've seen I agree with you. Game. I, I agree with you. Because, because, because well, yeah. well I'd, I'd agree because what you're seeing is you're seeing decisions that are they're reversing on themselves, right? And then the consistency, it's just, it's like, it's not even like they're making it up anymore. It's just like, Oh, what, oh, let us have a look at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, we give that. Go on, we give that. Like the Harry Maguire one today was fucking insane how he even thinks of giving a penalty for it. But like, let's, uh, Arsenal fan circle channel um, is really enjoying this podcast, by the way. He's, he's just putting a, uh, a chat to say, but he says, Leicester are a team of all pros that lay waiting for their chances. But when they do, they are very efficient. I think that's a very, very, very yeah. good yeah. point. On the goals, Grizz, any arguments over the force one? Because I don't really. The force one? What the yeah, Leicester's force one. Yeah. It's, a oh, one. It's, it's a horrible decision. Um, it's one of the worst. Jesus. Ah, it's, 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 it's this. It's the consistency. It's the consistency, I, Sean. I, they I, make, they're measuring the loans off different parts of the yeah, body. And they, that's also, see, that's it made no difference. No that didn't make a difference. The ball should have been dealt with. 
Well, you could say the ball should have been dealt with, and that is fair enough, Sean. But if one week they're measuring it against one part of a fucking sleeve, and the next week they're measuring it against it, you know, if if you knew where the fucking thing was marked, and VAR, yeah, say but you see, that's the thing, Keith. That's and it's easy to use, but oh, it's lads, don't do this, Keith. Keith, don't do this yourself because you know what? Oh, will. Do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? What? You're not seeing what they see. This is the problem. Grizz, you have an issue with that, that, that goal yesterday, right? I can promise you what you see on that screen is not what they see in Stockley Park. A hundred percent. I accept that. I accept It's that. not, Johnny. It's not. No, do we not get piped? No, no. Right. You're, you're shown a graphic. You are not seeing the actual, min, you know, minuscule lines. You're not seeing it. I'm telling you, you're not. There's no way. Because, you... right, hold on. Why if, not, if you, that's, that's Why not then? Because, because... The, no, it's the... not fair enough. Why? No, 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 no. It's, it's, not, it's not fair enough. enough. But I was going to say, why it's not fair enough. It's not fair enough. If they're not seeing the, the, the graph, uh, the one they did show... Shani, Shani. One by one, lads. Yeah, hold on. Shani, Shani, Shani. Yeah, we get we get given out who we cut across each other. So, Shani... No, listen, Shani. If If you think... That what you seen on that screen yesterday is what they see in Stockley Park and they make that decision. Stop VAR. Right? This is the whole thing. They are using that is just a graphic you're seeing. It's a representation of what they're looking at. That's it's what it not is. Because, Gavin, it's, moving it's moving in real time. It's moving in real time, but you're looking at big thick lines, Shawnee. They're going by minuscule lines. And then there you're seeing dotted lines up. They're seeing minuscule lines, Shawnee. And this what is what mean? the pro- I don't get you at all. I see, don't the two, see, see, the, see the two lines that you see yesterday. I don't, you see, listen, there's loads oh, of lines. Gav, yeah, you yeah. see all the lines. Yeah. There's two thick lines you see going across the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking at lines much thinner than that. And nah, this is why know. I'm saying, Shawnee, Shawnee, they're drawing lines up. You're not seeing exactly what they see. And this is my point from the very, very, very start. Right? The transparency of VAR is all over yeah, the shop. All yeah, over the shop. Where do you get that from? I, it, was, it was brought up earlier in the season. It was brought it up earlier in the season. It was. It was brought up earlier in the season on an incident where it was shown two lines of people like, the lines are bang on, the lines are bang on. And and there was a big thing made about that the lines that they see is much smaller. Why? That's why. I why don't know do why. I don't uh, know. Because, I don't. Gav, Shani, I swear to God, because this is that was at the point when I said, ah, here, listen, they're not even showing us on the TV what they're fucking seeing. There's no point in arguing this anymore. I'll have, this, to, get that, I'll have to get that Dale Winton from ESPN. I, is it Dale Winton? I swear to God. It was, <laughs> this, lads, <laughs> lads, lads. No, I'm you, not going to argue. Yeah, no. the fact of the matter is, fucking, the officials are brutal anyway. Lads, if you're fucking giving out about hair's breadths for offside, this is it. It's been happening since the fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's the consistency or the inconsistency no, that gets it, with me. There was a penalty today for South, uh, that Wolves got against Southampton for a handball. That was no different than ones that we don't get. You because know, there's a different fella making every week. Key. Yeah, true. Look, you're, you're absolutely mad. Look at the results in, in the last fortnight or the, the mistakes that they made. Yeah. There's the, the offside at Man City, right? Where they come out and say, sorry, it won't happen again. Literally what they said... I, yeah. Uh, look, yeah, uh, it shouldn't have stood, but sorry, it won't happen again. And then the fucking red card with Suchek is mental. And that so, is. Klopp and said Mike, it. Guys, Klopp said it. Klopp said it. Mike Dean, Mike Dean comes out and saying, 
What's the start? Uh, do you know what? I'm a human too. Uh, don't abuse me. I'm telling you now, we're going down the route where the refs are going to be going out on a pitch where Balaclava's on. So we don't yeah. even know which ref is managing <laughs> ref yeah. the game. So, it's the best way. It's the accountability is becoming yeah. less and less. What's less than zero? These fellas are going to be walking out in face masks where you can't even see them. You can't even identify them. They'll be wearing them fat suits just so John Moss is covered. That's what they'll do. <laughs> They, Look, I'm um, done with arguing it, about VAR decisions. It's exactly, I, it's a waste of fucking yeah. 10 minutes every show because it, it's mental. How it's not wasted it then. It's, Stop, it's, it's, it's change it's the topic. No, I'm just, I'm, so listen, good. I, 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 listen. Why don't we go back to, yeah, no, you asked me the question generally. You asked me the question at the start, so I'm going to go back. Yeah, to well, I just, I just before, never, before you do, before you do, I just want to say that this is why I stopped about VAR because I seen a thing where they were, tr- where they were saying that, listen, what you see on the screen is not actually what they are exactly what they are dealing with on the screen and I just went I'll oh, listen forget it and and okay. I've been saying it from the very start that, that the transparency and all this is way off and that just sealed it for me people are saying are you making this up I'm not because that's why I no. stopped talking well, I'm going to find out I'm going to find out that's if you're making it up because I'm going to DM Dale Winton uh, from ESPN and try to get him on Dale a Winton is all played Supermarket Sweep you lunatic people know <laughs> who People know the Dale I'm talking about. But anyway, going back to that goal and the situation, I think what we need to analyze and what we need to discuss possibly, maybe we haven't got time now, is the, the fatigue of Thiago tracking back there, which enabled him to sort of make that foul in the first place, which could have been a penalty or not. And that's, and these are the issues or these are the small, fine margins that when we're talking about the difference in Henderson in that position and Thiago in that position, that doesn't happen. You know, you see Henderson sort of giving out to Thiago to stop nibbling away at them when it's sort of in, in danger areas. And Thiago's one of the smartest footballers in the world, most cleverest footballers in the world. But when fatigue hits you, it doesn't matter how smart you are. It yeah. just it's, it's, it's natural when you're tired, the mind's tired, the body's tired, and you make rash decisions. And he seems to be making rash decisions in his tackling. And that's what we need to address as opposed to these decisions that are going for us and not for us. F- fuck them. Who gives a shit? They go for us. They don't go for us. It's the mad. Oh, yeah. the, the officiating is crap. We know that. But that's what we need to address, in my opinion. Mike them up and make hear what the fuckers are talking about. Yeah. No, they'll they'll never do that because and no, you, won't. and, and simply won't. just on the evidence of this season, just as Shawnee said, they're all over the shop. And simply on the evidence of this season, they are never going to mic them up, and they're never going to make them more culpable yeah. to the decisions they're making. Shawnee, second goal. Um, we last through these now. Second goal. Um, I want to start at the at the start of this move because Mane is shoved to the ground on the edge of the Leicester box, and there's no free given. Like, what the fuck is going on there, Shawnee? It's the clearest free kick of the day. They didn't check that. They, they wouldn't even have looked at that. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. That's that's what it was. It wouldn't even be brought to their attention, to be honest with you. Lads, you're mad. You're like you're actually asking these lads to be competent. It's just not going to happen. So forget about it. There's no point even talking about refereeing decisions anymore because it's just it's literally becoming part of the game. And I I have a pain in me bollocks. I'm sure Grizz does. I'm sure Keith does. I'm sure you do. But what I can see from the comments is that ninety percent of the people do. Nobody likes fair. 
Nobody. Not even Andy Young. He even pretended to like it. He doesn't like it. Hates it. He even hates it now. It's Does, not fair. It's the, the it, saps that are controlling bar. Exactly. So, Gav, look, I've given out about the free. It, it should have been dealt with beforehand. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think I think the goal should be... Well, that's it. How did he not see the free kick on the pitch? Forget about VAR. How is the ref not seeing that? Similar to the Salah one against Fulham, pushing the back two hands, not even a nudge. It's a two-handed push in the back. Why is that not free kick? You know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. It's just incompetent. Who was the ref yesterday? Uh, they're, they're, all well. the they're all the same to me. I don't even know the names anymore. I used to know the names. Anthony Taylor. Absolute. Yeah. Can't even say it. Can I say, Gaff? No, I'm not going to say it. No, don't say it. Yeah, don't say it. Yeah, in case he's watching. But yeah. But the. Look, let's not sort of the crux of the matter of the second goal is everybody wants to know. Nobody wants to know what happened previously. We know Sadio Mane get pushed, but the debate or the talking point is whose fault is that? We probably have split opinion. I'll go myself. If. If if Allison has called for that, then it's Kabak's fault. But I don't blame Kabak because that's how our keepers play. Exactly. Allison is bought was bought for this sweeper role, and he's been doing it immaculately. So I don't think, and this is going to sound weird and mad, but I don't think either of them are at fault. If you know what I mean, it's just a miscommunication that happens in every level of the game at some point, especially when you have two newbies playing, and that's it's just a matter of understanding miscommunication. Keith? That's not sitting on the fence. Well, do you know what my, oh, my take is. on it was? My take on it was that I'd can't I'd attribute the blame to Allison, but then I'd put it down to just that's that's what Brilliant. that's but that's what happens when. That new to each other. That's what happens. This comes with inconsistency of the personnel. Alison, ten seconds before Shanks went into midfield, so I think it's just him being proactive to kind of make make up for it. I thought it was that. I think it was Alison's fault. I don't know if he didn't shout. I didn't shout. I was watching, listening to Blade and Mac. Alison didn't shout, according to a lot of people in the chat. And no, 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 no. stop, stop, no, Nick. Uh, That's a, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I won't stop reading out the chat. It says no, here. No, I don't mean that. I don't mean from don't all angles. Right. Well, I'm I'll pull it up there. I'm saying stop believing that. How can you believe from all angles? From all angles, Alison never called for it. Listen, the one thing I'd say about it is. Quebec is looking at the ball in the air, coming over the shoulder, running back to deal with it. Allison should have let him deal with it. Now, I think it's down, it's Allison's fault, but that's not to dig Allison. Now, I think Allison just trying to make up for a sticky period of form that he's had. He, he makes the mistakes last week. He has a couple of loose passes, as Sean, you said in this one, and he's just trying to deal with it. He's trying to be a leader. And, you know, we want our players to do that. But it just couldn't have happened that a week. Klopp's words were, yeah, Klopp said he he doesn't know if Allison shout he did, shouted and that's it. We don't know if he Allison's did. He's looking at it, but you should see the picture. It you know happens. I mean? that, that happens. That's it. Yeah. It absolutely happens. Yeah. It, it does happen. But I would, I would, I would put it on Allison's or Allison's doorstep, um, because if you watch it back, and people are saying, "Oh, Quebec, Quebec is getting to the pitch of the ball. He's getting to the pitch of the ball." He's right? not that way. He's not. Sean, he's at the pitch of the ball. He makes he's contact with the fucking thing. 
trying to control the ball coming over his no, head. No, I don't think he is. I think it's coming over his head and I think he is struggling, but I think he's making the pitch of it to try put it out towards the right fullback. Not oh, come on, it. guys. Not, How not many times does Ellison come out and headed it away? Correct. And we, we're laughing and we're yeah. making Hold on. Ellison and yeah, he yeah. doesn't clear yeah. his own centre. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's like asking a blatant cut the back. This That's, is what he does, for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, that is what he does. But listen to me. He doesn't, he doesn't do it on the full volley that, that'll come over the top it'll bounce and he'll come onto it right he's he judges it he, like that. He, done it he judges it where it comes over and he and he meets it this was him running directly at one of our defenders right Quebec if you watch it is going to make that ball and in my opinion is going to try hook it I'm not saying pass it to Trent he's trying to hook it out towards the right touchline Alisson comes in from nowhere and cleans him and everything out and the ball happens to fall to Vardy I think, was it? I think it's Alisson's fault Whose fault was it when Van Dyke and Allison had a similar clash in, against Fulham and they had a tap in? Do you remember, guys? Van Dyke. Yeah. Who's, that was whose Van fault Dijk. was that? That was Van Dyke. Yeah, Van Dyke got to it, didn't he? And Explain. he sort of knocked it or something. That was one where Milner hooks it up in the air at Craven Cottage. Is that right? Yeah. And yeah. Then they have a misunderstanding. A I, you know what? I'm with Phil Casey in the chat. It's no one's fault. It's fucking part Why of are you with fault. me? I said that. Why are you suddenly going with <laughs> Phil Casey? Like, I said that. Yeah. It's no one's fault. It's no one's fault. It happens. It's no one's fault. It happens. It's football. So what, yeah. why does everyone know? Everything we don't need to have football. a scapegoat. Yeah, we don't need That's to That's the key word. That's the key word, Keto. It can be because every goal. No one's making a physical scapegoat of anyone. I'm just saying, in my opinion, the ball comes over the top. Quebec yeah, looks like he's struggling a bit, but he's making the pitch of the ball. If he makes the pitch of the ball, he sends it in the, in the direction from me, naturally, out towards the right wing. When it comes over, when it comes over, he's going to the ball. Allison comes out, hits him and the ball, it squirms across to Vardy, and he runs in and taps it in. There's no business for the key goalkeeper to be there. If that's going, yeah. if that's going five yards beyond Quebec and he's not making the pitch of that ball, and Allison comes out, calls him, and Quebec runs straight into Allison, you go, what the fuck no, are you doing? Allison's reaction said it all. Eunice, well. He wasn't Eunice, balling Quebec out. Eunice <laughs> makes the most important. <clears throat> Uh, point in in these situations a keeper should always communicate in the situations if his communication hasn't been clear and loud enough then that is Allison's fault but I'm not going to lash Allison out for making that decision to sweep up because that's how he plays it's Allison's fault for not down talkish lessons <laughs> yeah well I just yeah. I just think like uh, listen I'm not gonna, I'm not calling for Allison to be dropped or fucking sold. Oh, no. Come on. But what I'm saying is I'm just saying in that in that instance when I looked at that ball going over the top and I seen Allison coming, I went, What? And then when I seen Quebec actually making the pitch of the ball, I thought, he cleared this. And I actually thought he'd still clear it when it, with Allison coming. It's just at the timing of it, Allison's yeah, just fair bang enough. on top of him. That's, That's what enough. I'm saying. So all I'm saying is if that ball goes five yards beyond, like Shawnee says, that ball drops five yards further on. Allison is on it like a light. Like you say, against City, against other teams, he comes out and gets his foot to it, or if it's a high dropping ball, he gets out a bounce, he comes out and heads it. Right? But he, for me, he's too far out for one and two he's not watching the defender who's actually making the ball that's all I'm saying I think he wants to take ownership of it and he wants to start, maybe so you know, yeah. putting his own stamp proactive bad proactive week. in that yeah. he's trying to just sort of you know this is what he do as we've all said this is this is what the way he plays and you take a keeper like Allison, you take every facet of his game how many times a game does he do that as Shani said he done one against City last week he's coming out he's winning headers it's the way he plays. It's the way he plays. This time, I think he was just a bit too eager to do it. And 
he just runs into his own player. Shit happens. We get over it. You know what I mean? I'm hoping now it's not a bleeding. And I'm not saying it will be, but you know, I'm hoping it's not a Jersey Dudek when he bleeding spills, spills two against Diego Forlan and his confidence has gone from there down to the gutter. And I hope Alison, we all said it last week after the mistakes. He's, he's got big shoulders. He bounces back. And I felt he tried to bounce back. You know, I felt he tried. Yeah, two and minutes later, he, he, exactly. two minutes later, he makes a ridiculous double save. That's yeah. just yeah. exactly. how it is walled. So exactly. Yeah. exactly. And maybe, maybe he's trying to overcompensate for the, like, Phil and Phil's case, he says there, maybe we're discounting the fact that young centre-back, maybe he's trying to overcompensate for the fact that it's a young centre-half and he's trying that's to get him out of trouble. That's, that's fine. Point. I've absolutely no problem with that. I, I just, in my opinion, I just thought, where the fuck are you going? Let, because, you know what, if Quebec gets to the pitch of it and hits it and it hits the Leicester player and he goes through, he still has to beat Alisson. That's, you know what I mean? That, that was my thought, my thought process on it. But look, we, we move on. Um, let's finish off. Uh, Harvey Barnes makes a 3-1. He gets put through again over the top. He's plenty of time. He opens his body. It's a good finish and, and that's game over. And chasing. Yeah, we're, we're chasing them when we get caught. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but look, lads, it's a defeat. We move on. We go into the Champions League now against Leipzig. We've everything in, in the derby. Then on Saturday evening at half five. Um, what do we want to see from this week, Chris, before we go? We want to see... Um uh, a win, a positive result, a positive... Because cup games, unfortunately, the next game is all about the result as opposed to the performance. So, yeah, we can catch up in the league somehow and stay in the race for top four. But the Champions League means we need to get a result. It's it's that kind of it's that kind of competition, obviously, being a cup competition. Um, I'm hoping that the change of competition, the freshness, the buzz will come back. It's Champions League. You know, we've we've conquered... We've conquered Europe before. I truly believe we can recover. We, we, yeah, you know, I was going to burst out in the song, but I, I stopped because I looked at the time. But um, I'm hoping that we can recover the likes of Fabinho, Naby, uh, Jota, and I think it will be key. I think they'll be key. Let's just not... Look, there's nothing we can do just except pray that we don't lose players every week. Yeah. That's all we got to do. If we have our good players on the pitch, we're still the best team in the league. We just got to get. We just got to hope and pray that we don't get any injuries, and that's simple as that. That's the only thing we can do at the moment and support. So I'm hoping. I'm still positive. I think we can turn this around. I think Champions League will f- will freshen minds, um, and and then hopefully we can get a positive result because I, I, there's no outstanding teams in Europe. So by the time our better players come back, we will be as good as anyone, and as, as and as a greater chance as anyone out there. Shiny, what do you see? Want to see from the next two? Like Chris said, I just want to see results, Gab, because I think the this brittleness in the squad will only go away once results start going away. Performances don't really matter much because we oh, perform yeah. well against Leicester, and we got B. We we perform. I think the only game where you could say we weren't really at it was Brighton. I think yeah. if you turn around and say we deserved to lose that, we were behind in the City game. They were in the ascendancy. We gave away two calls, whatever, but we were well in that game. We were, we we got the results against Spurs and West Ham, which show you that we still are capable. But I think a bedrock of results now. I think we've we've Leipzig, Everton, and then I'm not sure who the next game is. I think it might be who is I'll it? Tell you now. I have Sheffield United, but, anyway, head, but that's because yeah, I read she, something. That's right. It is Sheffield United. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So a bedrock of results will help with the mentality as well as returning bodies to go on and do something. Because look, if you get 
if you get past Leipzig, now I'm absolutely not looking past them because I've watched them uh, the past week and they are very impressive. They're a good outfit and it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be tough two legs, but it's a massive test and it's a big chance for us to like as a catalyst for the rest of the season to go on because there's still a lot to play for here. There's a lot of pride at stake. Don't, don't get that twisted. It's still there to be playing for. And I think with the likes of a Jota returning, it's a fucking shot in the arm that we need. And I'd, and I'd like to see on Tuesday, if possible, Davies and Kabak. That's what I'd like to see. That's what I want to see. Something different. Maybe not a 4 3 3. Maybe a change of shape. Maybe a change of approach. Just something different. Because there's no point doing this 4 3 3. It's not working for us. And there's no point playing Henderson and, and Fabinho because they're playing well. But like you said, Gav, look at the results. It's not working for us in the, in the hole. Mm. Okay. Uh, Keith, what do you want to see next to yeah, I mean, I think the lads hit the nail on the head. Results is all that matters. Performances don't because our performances haven't been bad. We just haven't been getting the goals. You know, we haven't been been punishing teams when we should be. So if you get a string, a few poxy one nils together, it doesn't matter about performance because the confidence will build from the wins. It's amazing what three points will give you. I'm there giving out about VAR earlier. Well, you know, players can give out about things. You know, oh, we were this, we were that. If you're winning games, you're fresh as a daisy and you're raring to go into the next one. And that's how they build that confidence up. It's not about, Johnny said earlier, 7-0 against Palace. We probably only had eight shots or nine shots on goal. Seven of them went in. Do you know what I mean? We yeah. took our chance, which yeah. we haven't done in games. So it's just about getting the wins on board. Um, we have something else that Shani just said there. I think they just need to change the formation a bit because Leipzig play weird formations. They play, I think, 3-4-2-1 or something mad like that. So we need to try and just change things up. And we, we have players that can do that. Do you know what I mean? But maybe Klopp just feels can't do it at the moment, just wants us tried and tested to get them wins on the board. But, you know, it, this isn't a normal season. The Klopp isn't a normal Klopp at the moment. And we just have to hope that we can... See our way through the next few games. Look, Everton, they're not on a great run at the moment. The Derby's the Derby. But let's say we can go in and do something there. Leipzig, tricky game. But, you know, not the worst. We, we, I'm not feared in Leipzig. They're a good team, but I'm fearing them. Then we have Sheffield United. Then we have Fulham, Fulham. Anfield. Then, you know, Wolves, I think, could be after yeah. that. So we've got a, you know, we've got a, a run. If we can get four league wins and get you in the Champions League, the whole picture looks different. And whether we deal that by winning 4-0, 5-0, or whether we deal with Scaldi 1-0s, it's you take stock of where you are then, and then you're getting bodies back, you're getting your Jota back, you're getting Naby Keita back, you're getting um, who else, whoever else is out at this stage, I can't remember, there's that many, Fabinho was coming back into some sort of fitness, you're getting Simicasses there that you could probably rest Andy Robbo if you needed, you're getting Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain fitter that you can probably give a game to, do you know what I mean? And your squad is looking that bit bigger, but every time we say this, someone else goes out. So mm. we just have to hope for a bit of luck as well. But if we put five wins, six wins, including the Champions League games, I think the picture looks different in the next you know, three or four weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, to be honest, I'm just taking a one one game at a time. I think I'm looking at Leipzig during the week and I just want to come out with some sort of positive result. Whether that's a, in a way draw, a goal, a one-all draw, something just to just something to just settle us. Um, yeah. And then going into the, going into the derby, I, I think, you know, I don't care how fatigued or wherever you are, Liverpool 
should be remembering the derby at Goodison and absolutely yeah. going for their throat from the first minute. Um, and and let's see how it goes. But does it does we've said this before about a run of fixtures that you can have, you have a chance in them, and we haven't taken those chances. But but yeah. I think I think we just like I said earlier, we need we need some sort of spark, and and hopefully we get that during the week against Leipzig, and it pushes us on through through the next yeah. couple of league games. Well, and Gav, a Champions we League win, a Champions League game win, and a derby win sort of gives you that that. Spark That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He, he, you know the games that we we. We need yeah, to take, yeah. Even even a spark, even something against Leipzig, you can take away and go. We're in the ascendancy in that toy going back to the second leg, and then you know we're going into the derby, and you know you don't know what can follow on from there. Now, having said yeah. that, we could probably lose them fucking both, and then we're sitting yeah, here next exactly. Sunday going for fuck's That's sake, it. you know. So it's it's just a case of for me, um, taking it a game at a time and seeing where where they can take us. Um, lads, it's been an absolute pleasure. Do you want to give me a man of the match, Chris? Man of the match, you've put me in the spot there. It's got a. You're not saying a Leicester player, Chris. Can't, we're not allowed to say a Leicester player now? No. 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 Fuck that. Henderson was man of the match for me. Yeah, I got the same. Uh, uh, okay, then. Whatever. Then I'll go Henderson as well. Then. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Henderson for me as well. Yeah, okay. So it's just like I watch us yeah. all the Genuinely, fucking same. Yeah. But no, okay. there, there wasn't the case. I, I didn't think we were bad, <laughs> but standout performances, I don't think there was, there was many. I thought. The, the Mo's goal, right? We didn't really talk about it. Mo's goal was excellent, right? It was it was what he's best at. It's instinct. Do you know what I mean? The ball comes to him. Reminded me of the Newcastle goal last year when Bobby done a little slick and drag and laid him, mm. set him up for it. I know it was a different goal altogether. He runs across and fours in. But it was the little drag back and Mo just hit it in. It was a great goal. But his game, he wasn't great. You know what I mean? So he wouldn't give it to Mo. Like, none of the forwards were great. Henderson was the standout performer for us yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Right, Henderson all around. Um, I think that's about it. Lads, um, don't forget, check out Tayrock Watches at tayrock.com. Enter Day Trippers 15 for your 15% discount. And um, look, go and support them. Their stuff is really, really good. And by supporting them, as I always say, you support us. Thanks a minute to everyone in the chat tonight. Um, you've been excellent to the the discussion has been most some, some of them be, some of them been excellent, some of them haven't pressed the like button. So oh, that works against goes. them. Yeah, well, you know, it's true, isn't it? Like, like, it's true, now, isn't it? You know, now, now, that walks against. You're saying that walks against them. As if you're, nice. you're keep, no, no, you're, you're saying that it walks against them as if you're collating some sort of data. But we know you're fucking not because well, you don't yeah, play fuck all. Because um, I fucking know you're not. Listen, I, I know you're not, Chris. Right, we've got 24. After that comment of mine, we've got 24 likes. So that's something. 224 likes we have. Yeah, we had 200 before I spoke. So come on, guys. <laughs> on your way out, just, 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 like, just oh press the like button on your yeah. way out. Yeah, hit the like button on your way out. Hit subscribe, like, share, all that sort of stuff. Um, As for the week ahead, I know the forum is tomorrow. We will have a match preview of some sort on Tuesday night. That could be a carnage. I don't know yet. Grizz refuses to tell us. Um, Wednesday is the midweek fix Um, with Jamie and three of us four. Uh, Thursday will probably be a special preview of... Everton, which could be a carnage, Grizz refuses to tell us. And on Friday, it's a Friday forecast. Looking forward to the weekend's Premier League games because Grizz only, um, he literally only wants to tell us, um, about the shows that, that day and then expects everything to be done. So, um, that's how we walk. Isn't that right, Grizz? It's the best way. Best way. Uh, for you with this. Um, that's it. Um, I, I'd like to thank you all for joining us. It's been, um, has it been therapy, lads? Because I think people want the therapy tonight. I thought it was quite therapeutic. Well, the, we don't. Oh, the thing about this show, we say it all the time, is we're not overly reactionary. 
So that's why I think, you know, we don't come on screaming shit. There's a lot of screaming and shouting earlier, talking over each other. Yeah. But generally, we just get on and we chat and we don't get too sort of reactionary. And if people find that therapeutic, happy days. Mm. Uh, Georgie, the Leicester City fan is in there. He says, big respect to you and all the best for the rest of the season. The, um, absolutely the same to you, Georgie. And um, I think the City fan that does be in here quite a bit was in there yeah. as well. Asked how the yeah. lads were. So um, good win for them. Good weekend for them as well. Um, that's it. We're out of here. Um, definitely. Over and out. So let's say you're into yoga or Pilates, or maybe you dabble in gymnastics like me. Either way, you know, being flexible is key to doing what you love. That's why Smoothie King created this stretch and flex smoothie for people like us with whole fruits and organic veggies plus type 2 collagen. Make it part of your daily fitness routine to support flexibility and joint health. So try the stretch and flex smoothie in tart cherry or pineapple kale. Order online today for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King, rule the day. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Sports Social Podcast Network.